Catherine Delgado. And I'm Priya Kamath. And you're listening to FIRST. For this episode of FIRST, our guest is Leah Nepomuceno. Leah and I met almost four years ago in middle school. She was a tiny sixth grader with a strong voice, big ideas, and a desire to help others. I was her eighth grade mentor, and even then, you could tell that Leah was a force to be reckoned with. After middle school, Leah went to high school where she met Priya. Yeah, Leah and I met this year through an organization in our school called Mock Trial. I know her as a passionate and extremely well-spoken activist, but also as a close friend. I'm so excited for everyone to hear about her efforts today. Now, Leah is the co-founder and head of marketing for the Youth for Juvenile Justice Reform Project that raises awareness to break the stigma around formerly incarcerated people. That being said, let's get right into it. Can you tell us a little bit about your youth-led initiative? Yes, of course. So um, my youth-led initiative is called Youth for JJ Reform or Youth for Juvenile Justice Reform. And we are a for youth by youth initiative whose mission is to break the stigma on formerly incarcerated youth everywhere. Yeah, that's awesome. So what inspired you to take action and found this initiative? Well, um, we were um, initially part of a summer program at the Joan B. Crock Center of Peace and Justice. And at that center and through that program, we interviewed and met um, very inspirational, formerly incarcerated men and women who just shared with us their stories of how they reintegrated back into society from um, the system and became the very inspirational community organizers and leaders they are today. And just through the entire process, my colleagues and I, you know, we were extremely inspired by what we heard. Because oftentimes, formerly incarcerated people experience great stigma among society. And, you know, many of us don't even notice how we fall to believe the narrative that a person is their crime. So my colleagues and I wanted to completely, you know, just rid of that very harmful narrative and prove that a person is a person, not their crime. And, you know, one way to do that was by sharing the stories that we ourselves heard. And that's how we started. Okay, yeah, that's totally inspiring and motivational. Could you tell us um, or give us an example of one of the stories that inspired you? Yes, of course. So, um, you know, one of the um, stories that really inspired me was actually the first person we interviewed, and his name was Ryan Rising. He also goes by Flocko, and um, he was formerly incarcerated at a very young age, and he went through both the juvenile justice system and even the criminal justice system. But today he's here and he is actually a published author and storyteller. And during his time um, in prison, he actually um, realized his passion for poetry. And now he's taken that um, passion and now he's, um, he's written various books about the criminal justice system. And he's um, now a very recognized community organizer and he is currently attending um, the University of California, Santa Barbara where he's the founder of Underground Scholars, which is um, a program that gets formerly incarcerated students to just work together, talk together, and uplift each other. So I just thought that was very inspirational. But just on top of that, um, we also met his kids in that interview um, who were um, extremely kind. We met their entire family, and um, he's just a father, a community uplifter, 
and an author. So just all of that um, through that backstory really inspired um, my team and I. That's so inspiring. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the change you would like to see in the U.S. justice system? Definitely. So the type of change we want to see in the U.S. justice system is quite um, straightforward. We want a fair and effective justice system for America's children, youth, and of course, our young adults. You know, more specifically, we strive to advance policies and practices, of course, to reduce confinement and, you know, support trauma-informed, um, racially equitable, socioeconomically, and culturally responsive community-based solutions. You know, ways we can achieve that is through working with schools, families, and, you know, even law enforcement to make a fair and effective justice system possible. So you mentioned that reform starts in schools. So can you tell us a bit about the school to prison pipeline? Oh yeah, of course. So um, the school to prison pipeline is a national trend where these zero tolerance policies um, are criminalizing, you know, very minor infractions of school rules. You know, meanwhile, school cops are leading to students being criminalized for, you know, behavior that should be typically handled inside of school causing those kids to unnecessarily enter the juvenile justice system. In fact, um, you know, students of color are especially targeted in these situations. And, you know, um, black youth are incarcerated in youth prisons at five times the rate white youth are. You know, at Youth for Gigi Reform, um, we believe in education, not incarceration. You know, we want to keep our kids inside of school. And we believe in the power of having counselors, you know, not, not cops. Um, currently, we are working to spread awareness about the school to prison pipeline and are informing numerous people about the system and what they can do to help. Yeah, so going off of like what other people can do to help, can you tell us and our listeners about how other people can get involved and get informed? Yes, of course. So, um, you know, how can I help? That is an amazing question. Well, um, you know, one of the most um, effective ways to help, as simple as it sounds, is spreading awareness. You know, many people are not very knowledgeable about the juvenile justice system or, you know, even the criminal justice system whatsoever. So, you know, just simply sharing a post or having a conversation with a friend or family member can really make all the difference. You know, if you like to get involved in an even more hands-on type of approach, um, there are various petitions you can sign that work with police departments and even court systems to limit arrests at school. You know, the list kind of goes on and on, but if you'd like to know more, the ACLU has some great resources to educate yourself and others. And, you know, even us, um, you for Deirdre Reform, have some great resources on our Instagram page that you should definitely check out. Going off of that, do you have any contact information that an interested listener can use to reach you? Maybe an Instagram handle, an email? Yes, of course. So our username for both um, Instagram and um, YouTube is Youth for JJ Reform. And um, I'm pretty, yeah, so I can spell it out for you. It's um, Y-O-U-T-H-F-O-R-J-J and then R-E-F-O-R-M. And that's, um, um, and if you would like to contact us personally, um, we have a Gmail, which is um, youthforjjreform at gmail.com. And um, yes. That's awesome. Thanks for talking with us today and sharing a bit about, the, about your initiative and the School to Prison Pipeline. Um, if listeners also want to find out more about 
um, Youth for JJ Reform, you can look at our website and read Leah's article. But yeah, that's about it for today. Thanks for tuning in. And thanks once again, Leah. We really enjoyed interviewing you. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me. We'll see you next time on FIRST. Thank you.